This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous, follow me at Cartoon Therapy, follow me on Instagram at uh, Cartoon underscore Misadventures. If you want to be on the show, this is a car- uh, this is a cartoon. <laughs> this is a call and advice show. It's a podcast where I talk to people about all kinds of things, uh, but I say it's a call and advice show because I really like to give people advice. And so if you have a problem or you have a naughty life or a secret life and you want to be on the show, uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Uh, If you could rate a review, rate a review. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Today I'm on a guy named Slacker. Um, I like the name, but I don't know, you know, there's no reference to it. I don't know. So today I'm on a guy named Slacker and Slacker wrote in and all he told me was that he's like in a sexless marriage. Um, and that's the deal. And that's what we talk about. Um, his story is a little bit different than the last guy because there was a guy on just last week, right? That had a, a sexless marriage. Um, but their reason for having it sex is very different from a lot of people's reasons. Uh, there's some sickness going on with her that's causing, uh, sort of their sex life and as well as like their intimacy with each other to go like out the window. And, um, he talks really openly about how that makes him feel. It takes him a while actually to be open about it. We just talk about the problem, but then we eventually get to understand how he feels about it. And he feels conflicted about it because I think he feels bad or not that I think I know he feels bad about feeling bad about the way that he feels. Right. And I think we could relate to that or most people could relate to that. Um, Anyway, so his name, and then he gets homework at the end, so we're going to be able to watch the story progress as it goes, because uh, I, of course, recommended therapy to him, and he's going to have to make that therapy happen, and then he's going to call in and tell us how it went. But anyway, uh, I, uh, I'm i going to be right back on with Slacker. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. (laughs) 
Uh, hey, Slacker. I like your name, by the way. Slacker. Thank you. Um, welcome to the show. <laughs> my ambition in life. Yeah, I don't know, because I have a feeling that maybe Slacker has to, like, it's going to be like a theme maybe for this podcast, because all I really know is that you're in a sexless marriage, and that's about it, right? I mean, it, and I'm assuming that's what we're going to be talking about, so isn't that why you're calling yourself a Slacker? Like, is it your fault that you're not having sex with your wife? Like, <laughs> no, what's the deal? It's, it's actually... Slacker is really just—it's um, just my ambition in life. I'm not—I'm not a slacker. Okay. But um, you yeah, wish. And it has nothing to do with my relationship or anything like that. Okay. And uh, and it's funny because I—I I went back and forth about even wanting to do the show because I thought, well, maybe this is a little dull. Uh, and but I thought, you know, worst case scenario, Kathy doesn't have to air if she doesn't want to. So let's just no fucking way. First of all. I've only not aired a couple episodes and never because they were dull. One was because after I did this whole podcast with this girl, she it wound up that she was like 14. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I cannot put you out there at 14. Like, it's like it's like having sex with someone that's 14. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I just, yeah. I don't think that's legal. Like, you know what I mean? She doesn't have consent for herself right. to do something like that. I said, I cannot do that. She recently reached out again thinking I wouldn't remember. I'm like, how old are you now? She's like... 15 i was like no and then another you one still know. yeah and then another <laughs> one was a guy who got cold feet after and said don't do it and i said of course i won't then like i'm never gonna put something up also that somebody doesn't want me to but i would never do it because yeah. people think it's boring and just so you know and this is probably really boring beginning to a podcast because i'm talking not about you but um I will. I really like regular questions. I didn't set out to do a podcast about sex. It just happened because I advertised on Craigslist, and then it became really interesting. Anyway, but I love just regular questions because I just like to analyze things and figure things out. So don't worry about it being dull, slacker. So well, tell I me what your deal I, is. Yeah. So yeah, um, a little bit of background, and 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 bring me, you know, reel me back in if I get off the rails or something. I will. But, so, so I'm, I'm pretty close in age to you, I think, um, late forties. My wife and I are the same age. Um, we got married quite young or early twenties. And yeah, so, young. you know, we've been together. Yeah. We've, we've been together for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, ups and downs in the marriage and, and just real life, you know, not. Um, of course. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll explore that. But so in terms of our sex life, I, you know, I don't know if vanilla is too, it's probably too tame a term. I mean, we're, you know, we, we started off with a really hot sex life. Um, we're a hundred percent monogamous and skew way towards the, the hetero side. Not that we care about anything else or anybody else, but that's just sort of our, you know, that's where we, where we lie. Um, I mean, we've used toys. We've, we've, you know, I, I love lingerie and feminine things on her. Um, but you know, that's it. We've, we've never gone outside of our marriage while we've been married. We've, um, not been too, you know, I mean, we'll, 
we'll have a little fun and do a little kinky this or that yeah, once in a while. Yeah, like normal, quote-unquote. Like, yeah, not normal, it, yeah, but just, like, average, it, like, yeah. the norm. Not really vanilla. I think vanilla is people wouldn't even use. When I think of the word vanilla sex, like, I think, like, no, like those people would just, like, missionary, nothing kinky, right. no toys. No. I think what you guys sound like is, like, probably the majority of people out there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I, I would think so, you yeah. know. Um, so... I, I, you know, all in all, it's been good over that time. And it's, it's had its ups and downs. I mean, there are times when, when my wife was on birth control and like, she's never, it's not birth control because of your hormones or it is because it just stops you from wanting to have sex, but she never wanted to talk about that. You know, I find out years later, Hey, you know, I just, I had to be in the middle of it before I wanted to do it. And I'm like, why didn't we ever talk about this? You know, I was always thinking you were, it was like pity sex and kids, you know, well, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know how that is? I mean, that gets really in the yeah, way. Yeah, I have, have a kid. Have, um, uh-huh. I understand. Yeah, well. Uh-huh. It's a very, had, un- but from we, the woman's point of view, because I'm a, like, it's like, you, you don't, you feel very unsexy being a mom. I, I have to say, you have to try really hard to hold on to that part of yourself and remember yourself that way and reclaim that if you lose it. But like, that's what's going on from the woman's point of view. And just the energy level, right? Uh All of a sudden your husband or significant other is another joy, is another person pawing at you, right? Oh, I always say, I don't know if you've heard it yet on my podcast. I'm always like, I'm so happy. I'm a single mom that I don't have to blow anybody at the end of the day. (laughs) And my son's like three and a half. And I'm just getting to the point now when he started to get around three that like, I could give a blow job after he went to sleep. Like it starts to get a little (laughs) bit easier. But those first couple of years is brutal. And I think people that have more than one kid, what happens is right when it starts to get easier, instead of giving blowjobs again, they go to have another kid. Yeah. They have another kid. Exactly. You get, you're looking at years of no sex. Yeah. Yeah. That was never, yeah, that was never really a a huge bone of contention between us because I think I'm a pretty realistic person. Yeah. You understood. Yeah, totally. And, um, you were happy she was being a good mom. (laughs) Yeah, sure. It's not like it was never, it just was not, you know, all the time in the middle of the day, you know, just that those days were over. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's okay. Um, but if you picture our family unit, so are you familiar with the show family guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's us now, except all three kids are a little bit older than what they are in the show. Okay. So we have two much older children, and then we have a, a younger child. Right. Um, so, but that was way unexpected. Like that last one, you know, came out of nowhere. Right. You were planning it. Uh-huh. Right. So, and that's, you know, early 40s. It's like, yeah. whoa. So what that did, uh, um, you know, and, and like I said, we been through ups and downs and this is and that's in your relationship, just natural stuff that, you know, everybody goes through and some people are more resilient than others, I think. Um, but that, what that did was that kind of triggered, uh, in my wife, um, autoimmune problems that were, that were not fully, I don't know the term for it. They were not fully, um, exposed yet. Right. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. And that triggered so it when it, she got pregnant at that age. 
Yeah, and it wasn't just that. I mean, there was probably some other things, a lot of stress things that didn't have to do with our relationship, but with extended family uh-huh. and, you know, just stuff going on in her life. And it all kind of came to a head um, and really kind of triggered the symptoms. And um, so that was, you know, that's new ground. And and it um, and that was, you know, that's uh, six seven years ago now, yeah. but it progressively got worse. So there are, you know, so that becomes when, when you say in sickness and in health, yeah. you know, people don't really think about sickness, youth or long-term illnesses that can really affect you, especially if you're not really familiar with those things and the, and, and what happens to a person when they have, you know, a chronic illness. Right, and, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really, um, so with both having a young child again, and neither of us having the energy we had, you know, in our 20s and early 30s, and then coupled with her declining health, you know, it slowly eroded to the point where today, and we had to deal with the other thing, because autoimmune will, will also cause other problems. So we went through, you know, a, a cancer issue that I think is taken care of now, but there's, you know, there were surgeries involved. And so, you know, all that stuff takes Oof, time and yeah. it just eats away. Yeah. It's, and in all so of this, she, has, all a, she has, has a baby and then a toddler and she's dealing with that yes. also. Yeah. Yes. And then, so, you know, right now when I say, I mean, sexless, we're, we're down to maybe four times a year at this point. Mm-hmm. And it may get better again. I don't know. But, um, it's really, it's really difficult because there's so many things going on. I have to pick up a whole lot of, no pun intended, slack and do a lot of things that, you know, she's not able to do. And so I'm not as in, you know, I mean like the, like chores, shopping, um, house cleaning, you know, she doesn't work right now. Right. So, um, and, and then really just taking my little one off her hands so that, you know, she can, she can rest because, um, there's, there's chronic fatigue and pain, uh, associated with a couple of these things. Um, and the pain is a real drag. So, I mean, I don't want to go into this laundry list of symptoms, but there are so many things that get in the way with it. And, you know, she'll talk about it. Well, that's not, you know, that's not sexy. Right. And it doesn't make me want to pursue her. (laughs) Right. And so, so there may be a, you know, she may, and, 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 um, nausea is a big problem every evening, every evening. Um, and it, it's because of the lining in the stomach and how one of these conditions, um, lessens that she doesn't have quite enough and it makes her kind of ill. Yeah. So, you know, it, it will subside, but by then any desire I might have is kind of out the window. Like, I don't want to be like, Hey baby, you know, you service me, you know what of I mean? Yeah. It's just, so when it gets compounded is here, she's not feeling it. And the, and when she can feel it, I'm already like, nah, I don't, I'm not really there anymore. You know, I don't, first of all, I don't want you to be doing something when you're not feeling well. And secondly, it's just kind of not like, we are older, so it does have to be sexier or kind of gussied up. You know what I mean? We've already, like, a quickie doesn't really interest me anymore. It's like, 
you know, you need a little if bit I just more. need to get off, I will just take care of business, even though there's never any time for that. But right. really, I want an experience and I want to be together uh-huh. and feel more, you know, more intimate. Um, even if it's dirty, I want you know, right. I want it to be dirty, but I love her. So I want that intimacy as well. And so that's just, that's like never anymore. And when you talk about, you know, are you leading a secret life? And I've always thought, no, I'm not leading a secret life, but you know what? I'm leading the secret painful life because outside of therapists, which I don't know that we have the time or money to add into our lives. Who can I talk to about this? Not my family, not my friends. It's embarrassing. We're not necessarily embarrassing, but they don't need to know that, you know? Right, 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 right. Who's going to be, wants to listen to your sex life issues. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. So I mean, the funny difficult. thing is, is if you probably talk to a lot of your guy friends about it or something like they, you know, you guys could probably have a two hour car, you know, they could probably bring up their things and like, because this is happening in a lot of people's marriages, but it for you guys, it's actually compounded because of her health issues and it does i think anyone listening that has a a wife or husband that have had health issues probably could relate to a lot of things that you say but other people never would think of it right like you said because you don't you don't even realize right but that like even you as the man who's normally like the the one who's still super horny and still just wants to fuck no matter what you know because like you said of her talking about it and all these issues and them being something that's like up on the table at all times it takes away the sexiness for you too and that's right. like it, hardcore for a guy to lose it right <laughs> in a way yeah but, it's it's tough because i think you know she will get the impression that um or she'll she'll start to worry naturally so that maybe i'm looking for somebody yeah and uh and I don't make things better because I kind of joke like I'm like, yeah, listen, love and sex are two different things. I'm not I'm not looking for somebody because I don't have the patience to have another woman. In my life. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with love. But, you know, I'm just needling her. I'm teasing her um, to make light of the situation. But um, but, yeah, she'll fear that stuff. And because I'm not really, you know, I'm, it's the interest is waning worse and worse. And, you know, even porn doesn't really do it because, like, you know, I can take care of myself, but that's not going to fix the hole that we feel or that I feel. It's not. Right. You need more. It's not just a sex thing. Maybe you're missing, like, the companionship, the intimacy, or the the relationship that you used to have with your wife. It's almost like you don't have that anymore, and you might never sort of be able to reclaim that, but what do you have now or what do you create now with her? You know what I mean? Or what kind of relationship do you guys have now that you could build upon in a different way? Maybe it has to be. Right. Because it's, it's stagnant and boring. Like we're not in a state of growth because we've, we've backtracked into becoming the parents that of of a young child again, which like we already tread that ground a long time ago. (laughs) So the time for new interest, it's like, I, you know, at a certain point, you look towards the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel going, you know, at this point, I'm going to actually be able to focus back on myself again or our relationship, try new things again. And, like, we fucked that up, you know what I mean? And yeah. he's, he's great. But I will say that we also, both my boys, my older boy and, and my little one, have developmental problems, which create 
more attention that you've got to give them. What kind of developmental? Ones they were born with, ones that happened because of like... Yes, ones that they were born with. I didn't want to get this specific to plug it. Um, They're both on the autism spectrum. Oh, God. Um, And they are both very Mm well-functioning, but... But there's still issues with that. It makes it a little bit more difficult, even on top of the difficulty that regular kids give you, right? So Correct, because it adds to that exhaustion, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't, you know, if I... Yeah, you I'm couldn't be slacker if you wanted to. <laughs> no wonder why you, no, you wish no. you were slacker. <laughs> That's like your right. goal. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, I couldn't be the kind of person that would have a side relationship for the sex because I, first of all, would be horrible. I mean, I've only had in my life three, you know, long-time sex relationships and all the other slew were, you know, one-time, one-night stand types that I was horrible at because I didn't give a shit. Yeah. So... It wouldn't be fulfilling for me. It certainly wouldn't be fulfilling for the woman. But I, I you know, but inside a real relationship, I think I'm a great lover. Um, so I would end up wanting to have feelings for somebody outside. Right, of that. You would have just, to have an I'm affair. Just, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would kill my wife. Right, and you wouldn't do that. that. Would kill it's my not wife. You, right. I mean, you've been monogamous no. through this whole time. For I mean, you yeah, guys are monogamous people, right? But that's who you are. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean. And she has real, you know, the things that go way back to her early childhood about abandonment issues. So if I, you know, if I cheated on her, she, it's not that she would hate me forever. It's that she wouldn't be able to get over it and our marriage couldn't survive it. That's just her thing. I told her, you know, if you came to me and and told me something happened, I could get over it because I know, you know, it's not, you know, but but she's not that way at all. Uh So if I cross that line i would just be torpedoing our marriage and that's on top of that it's I mean, like it an does, infidelity it to is your interesting children, though you know? that you guys have talked about it oh sure with each other a lot mm-hmm. we do talk a lot and and talking about this stuff it certainly relieves some of the the pressure you know it's like a valve but yeah. but with it getting sort of worse it's getting harder and harder to have that pressure stay relieved because we're still neither one of us. I mean, she's not happy either. She's not satisfied. And, and this is embarrassing to say, but you know, when we do get together, it's been quite some time. I am not lasting like I would love to last, you know, Uh (laughs) because we're not doing anything in between. I have no stamina left. You know, it's like, don't give me head for too long because if you want any penetration, you know, it's, it's, it's right. You're uh, good for one time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 
right. But a lot so, of older you know, guys, a lot that happens to a lot of guys when they reach their late forties. At least I've seen it, even with my most player guy friends that used to fuck like crazy. They go one time and that's it. Unless they're taking like there's different guys and you know, but a, a lot of them I find are that same way in their late forties. It's horrible. Yeah, it's worse for women. That's been going on for years. So okay. it's kind of like, look, if we're going to plan this for Saturday, if we're going to be that, you know, that not spontaneous about it, you know, we got, I got to build up for the next three or four days. You think you can help me out with a couple of those? Tonight? Let me ask you this <laughs> you know? though, but let me ask you this about all her problems that she has. It sounds like she's got a lot of yeah. health problems, right? And she's had them since the baby's been born and six or seven years have gone by. Like, does she... Yeah had she in the beginning and maybe gave up or is she now is she looking for like solutions or you know to get better is she on medications does she go to doctors is she trying to figure out ways out of sort of the things that are going on with her 100 percent yeah um it's just very hard with autoimmune problems because they're so they're so intertwined with other things they affect so many things like medications um, can make some things, uh, some symptoms less severe. Did she ever, um, though, like try hormones? Did she ever get like a full hormone workup? I mean, I'm sure she did after she was pregnant and like, I don't know, like, did she ever check yeah. like her hormones? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's had a lot of things checked out right. because of, of, of this other cancer thing that came. Right. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. You know, um, so really there's no, I mean, it's, you know, you're onto something. You always have to keep trying for sort of a formula between treatments and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, it's difficult because nobody responds the same way. Um, and she's got things that just don't have, they don't have a cure. You know what I mean? They just, they don't have a cure. I think there's nothing so, worse when like your body, like you have no control over what is happening for your body and you can't be helped. I mean, that's one of like the most helpful, helpless positions to be in, especially for like, you know, your wife, she's been dealing with this for years and it's just, there's, you know, no matter what she's has done and she's trying to find solutions, like it, it can't be figured out. And she, these things are just happening to her and there's nothing she could do about it. That must be awful for her. It's very frustrating, cause a lot of, you know, de- depressed times, which, yeah. you know, everything circles back and makes it, it, it compounds the issues of your relationship. Because for me, it's like, oh my God, you're always depressed. But you know what? I get why you're depressed. Yeah, even I'd though be I can't fucking depressed it. too. And not only that, I'm right. sorry and to say, but if she's in her late, worse. no, but if she's in her late forties too, she's dealing with either perimenopause or menopause is right Absolutely. around the corner. So her hormones are would be whacked anyway she could yeah. be depressed for no reason at that time anyway so you know right. throw that on top of it i mean she's dealing with a lot you try to navigate it's almost what's too what. much it's too much yeah it's, it's a fucking much. puzzle sorry for yeah. my bad language but yeah it's a puzzle yeah. and um and i can only you know i can i can i can understand it 
you know, in my mind, but the, you still respond certain ways, times, you know. Well, There's still resent, resentfulness that sort of builds up and you have to but check both yourself, of those you have things to have that, conversations. No, but both of those things could exist at the same time, right? I mean, yeah, you totally. could feel for her and understand everything, but you could still be upset and think about how, because of how it's affecting you, right? I mean, and I think that's right. a confusing place to be, right? But both those things are happening at the same time. There was a woman on one of my shows that I watch I watch I fucking love reality TV I don't care what anyone says and there's like one of those real housewife shows that I watch one of the woman's husband was going through like cancer treatment and all she was doing was complaining about how like he was being such a fucking asshole and how it was affecting her and like nobody and somebody somebody else came I heard somebody else talking about it. I think it was Katie Couric who's like a very you know anti like she's not like a real housewives person right and she said listen you know because right. her husband went through cancer like she said he was a fucking asshole a lot of times and it's very brave of her to sort of talk about that in public because a lot of people would probably look down on her for doing that right and saying oh what a selfish bitch but when you're in that position that does happen like they can become difficult patients and you can have a problem you know and like it is a very real thing that happens that nobody sort of talks about right and and yeah, so and yeah. I thought that was very brave of her in a way to sort of talk about that and a lot of people in those sort of relationships would understand and be like oh yeah I totally get that right and you're like in the same kind of position like you feel bad and everything it, but it's also yeah. affecting you in ways and you feel like pissed off about it or whatever a lot of right. probably different it's emotions very, it, it is similar she's not you know she's not an asshole but she can be miserable sometimes which well that's what she know, means right. Snipe, but, right 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 you know it, it just but you're right it's like here I am complaining I always have to check myself and go whatever I'm going through I'm still like a thousand times better off than some normal person in Afghanistan right yeah so, that's how I have to look at it because, you know, it's like, man, life could always be worse. But but it's always time, hard to like balance. At, at this point, yeah. you feel like life is passing you by. Mm-hmm. Like I only have it's so true. much time left. I mean, yeah. I forget. I look in the mirror, and and you know, I still think like the twenty-five-year-old guy, but I'm I'm not. You know, I'm pushing fifty here. Yeah, nobody so, tells you when you're 25. Like, when you look at older people when you're, like, 25, right? We can remember. You think it's like you're going to be, like, this different person. But what you're going to be is exactly who – I mean, you're going to be different as a person, but you're going to not feel – like, you don't feel older. Like, your body's older and all these things. But, like, who you are and how you feel, it's like you still feel like that same person. But it's weird. Like, you say right. you look in the mirror and you realize, no, I'm fucking – way older and like if me and my sister were just talking about this yesterday I'm like if we if we die I was saying if we die when we're 80 or 85 that's 30 35 more times around the track and years go by really fucking fast when you're old so that's not that right. long of a time you know what I mean it's like no. and you definitely no. start to think of those things I think around our age like you know you start to think right. like because I think when you're in your 20s you don't think you're ever going to fucking die right but like you start to really re- and a lot of people still don't realize it but the truth is you are going to fucking die and when you're like 50 you really start to realize you are you know what I mean yeah and you thank God Am you got to live you your know, life now. Right. And then, then, but I think there's, I made a, a commitment to be by this person through thick and thin. And if I left, who's there for her? You know what I mean? No, you're listening. Like, first of all, right. my, my kids would, would 
they would hate me for that. But, and it's not about not loving somebody. It's just about going, wow, I'm super restricted as well. And Mm -hmm. even though I don't have it and I'm not in pain and I'm, I'm, I'm living it by proxy. Like, what am I missing out on? You know, especially this age where you're a little bit more financially, you know, you're not always scrambling all the time, (laughs) you know, hopefully by this point in your life. And and you think I could be enjoying certain things and we can't enjoy those things. And at the same time, it's like, no, I can't, I could never deserve this person because who, let me ask you this. Do you do, do you do things like separately a lot or is it always together? Like, I mean, could you technically go do some stuff like, without her like even if it's like on the weekends like with guy friends just to like have a little bit of fun that maybe she can't do that you used to do with her like you know i don't know yeah i could and 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 do in fact i mean through work i end up doing a a lot of kind of cool things and all through my adult life i've got to i've gotten to do things and travel through various work you know from various jobs yeah and um and that is and I'm lucky for that actually, um, but it, uh, the downside of it is, you know, it's a little, it's probably a little depressing for her to hear about. Not, it's just like I mean, she doesn't begrudge me that, but at the same time, that whole flip resentment's like, God, you get to do all this stuff and. You know, I'm so restricted half the time. Well, listen, like what I just said to you, if I was talking to her when I said, like, listen, like, you know, both things exist. You could feel like bad for her, but also bad for yourself. I mean, I would say the same thing to her because she would probably complain about the same thing, that she's happy for you, that you get to go out and do your things. But it also like makes her jealous and, and she's pissed off that she can't do that. And it makes her resent you. You know what I mean? And you would say, like, I understand both feelings. You know what I mean? And I understand that yeah. happening at the same time you have to i mean it's not easy to to always try to put yourself in the other person's shoes too no but that's um, normal per- normal people should be able right. to if you're not a fucking narcissist but, and you're with someone for a long time and you have genuine feelings for them you should be able to i, I think a lot of people feel those two sides of things a lot you know what i mean and it is always confusing and that's you know being a human being yeah you, you know? So we're at the point, yeah. you know, where it's, and I think I sent this in my emails, like, you're going to just, you're going to tell me you guys got to go to counseling. <laughs> well, you <laughs> haven't yet. I mean, you haven't all this time. No, has she? No. And it, has she? No. Uh-huh. And, and the thing is, and I think she needs to on her own, but we also do need to as a couple. Totally. I think what's tough is. And maybe this is arrogance on my, I know it's arrogance on my part. I, I was actually a psych major, although I never went into the field. But um, I almost feel like we, we do really communicate well. Um, and I always think, what what are they going to tell us? Like, we listen, I'm sorry. We more active uh, uh, than just no, listen to no, us, you know? Yes, exactly. And I always liked people like that more. I went to like five different people before I found my last therapist that I was with that was so amazing. But and, and she was someone that really talked a lot to me. But I am telling you, if you find the right therapist, they bring something to the fucking table that you cannot get from your friend or from yourself or from a book or from talking to your wife. It is something completely separate and unique. And it's something that you could only get from 
that person and that is it. And yeah. trust me on that. If you're getting the same shit that you're getting from your wife or from your friend and that's the kind of advice, then you're not with the, that. The therapist sucks and you shouldn't see them. Do you understand? Know it's a totally separate thing. I've always is seriously. So it's not like they would, they can't bring something to the table. I promise you, if you take your time to really vet people and find the right person and you'll know that person when you see meet them don't just go to the first person you go to you know that yeah, person that, will that's another thing will shopping around yeah you gotta shop around sometimes it takes a couple times maybe you'll find the right person the right time it's shopping around doesn't take that long it's 45 minutes of a, a one day you know and you uh you get a session and you see how it is and you'll know um, and then what happens is, this is what therapy is. Have you ever been in therapist ever, in therapy ever in your life? No, no. Okay, that's a no. I mean, I've gone, I actually, my, my daughter was, I went to one session with her. But you, um, no, I'm saying for you. for myself. Right. What no. therapy is, is it's like, you go, it's like almost like going to the gym. Do you go to the gym? Do you work out? No. Okay. So you don't know this feeling. Okay. Ever, you go yeah. in, you go into a gym or you go into therapy and you feel one way, like maybe you feel sluggish that day. You don't feel really good about yourself. You feel tired and you come out always feeling fucking good. And that's the thing yeah. about therapy and the gym. And that's why those things are both really great. No matter how you feel going in, you always walk out feeling good. Even if nothing really happens and every now and then the other thing that happens at therapy that will amaze you is that you just will have a light bulb moment like you and, and you know all those other it's not that it happens every single time that every session is like oh my god she fucking blew me away and I learned so much but every time you will feel out walking out and you will feel better you because you just will but every now and then. You, the light bulb will go off and you'll learn something or there'll be a breakthrough, you know, and that's what it becomes all about, you know, and it does help as long as, like I said, you're with the right person and you find the right person. But as a couple, it could really help you. I think also for your wife, because of everything that she's going through, like I, she could really benefit from it as somebody with all those health issues, you know, um, but, and then you guys could go together too, but it's like crazy that, you guys are taking on all of this by yourself. I have a very hard time like you, like um, sort of dealing with the human being part of myself, like l allowing myself to feel bad for myself, allowing myself to feel, you know what I mean? And allowing myself to not be quote unquote strong. You know what I mean? I could always just be like, whatever, I could deal with it. It's fine. I could look right. at the glass half full. I don't like to be a victim. I'm a problem solver. You know what I mean? And if, if anything, I have a, a problem feeling like bad for myself or feel, you know, and so I'm always holding that back you know and so I understand right. that kind of a thing but it's really like you know I could go a whole year without crying I could cry on TV shows for other people but do I ever like cry for myself no like it's just I never have time like you know it's like but that's oh, not like God. really I'm healthy I'm 100% that way I can't cry except for like watching a Disney movie like right, when Bambi's mom right. gets yeah, for, like, for Bambi. that's how I can cry but not it's for yourself. so messed up and I'm sure like <laughs> it was, sometimes I was joking with my sister I'm like I should cry for my fucking like why can't I cry for some shit that I have gone through but like you know it's just like and so I so I get it right but like you know that's why therapy and letting it out and letting that stuff out is really healthy I'm not in therapy right now but I keep thinking like I need to be because I'm a single mom I'm dealing with children like you have to have a release for those human being 
feelings and there should be a balance. You know what I mean? And yeah, you don't want to become like the opposite end of things. You're not going to be in fetus position on the floor crying hysterically and you can't fucking deal with life. But there has to be a balance and there should be. And I think that's what it, you, how you remain the healthiest, you know, and uh, yeah. and, and especially when you're getting older, because it, life becomes very busy, you know, especially like I have friends that are like in their early 40s. And I'm like, you don't understand when you get in your 50s, like it's a 10 years later, like your parents are getting sick and people are dying, right. having heart attacks. Like there's all this other stuff that's put on you. And as you get older, just more and more stuff is put on you. So it's like it's really easy to sort of forget about yourself and taking care of yourself, you know, and then things could build up and resentment. And none of those things help your health, by the way. You know, none of that is going to help your wife and, you know, get past her stuff. And not to say that she could ever be totally cured. I don't know. But like being depressed doesn't help it, you know, on top of it. You're 100% right. Because all that stress, then it creates this vicious cycle. Yeah, uh, more uh, physical stuff right. in your body. I believe the yeah. mind-body connection for sure, right? And what is that yeah. doing for you, you know? So you have to start maybe like both of you start dealing with your emotional health because it seems like you guys have been taking care of your children and taking care of your wife and her physical things. But like emotionally, you guys have to take care of yourselves now too. It's too much. It's It's just... It's like too much even listening to it, especially like you said, to putting on top two autistic children, you know, like that's a lot of stuff that you guys have taken on and your wife, you know, like mind body, some like really mind. I, I don't believe 100 percent like, oh, like somebody could just think positively and something will go away. I mean, like there are other things in play. Like you can't say someone that gets cancer is just like, oh, they're not thinking correctly or they can make it go away. You right. know, like sometimes just things are the way that they are. But, you know, sometimes, though, you know, they can be brought on from like sort of like a mind body thing. Like, you know, like it just maybe like things are just too much for your wife. Right. So these things came on to sort of give her sort of an out. I don't know. And that's like sort of like crazy to say in a weird way. But like if your wife (laughs) could like start for her I think it would be really healthy for her to start sort of like I said dealing with herself emotionally and in instead of physically right because right now she doesn't have anything for that because and that could actually help her physically you know I don't know that she could ever be a hundred percent better but if she could get herself like not depressed and get herself sort of feeling a little bit better that could help things you know Uh, you could be working out you never went to a gym you could work you know all these things you could be doing to also make you feel a little better because maybe you have a little depression going on as well yeah um that's certainly possible i think uh i stuff all that down kind of like you were describing before it's like you know, Superman is the ideal. And I'm not Superman because, you know, I do bitch about it. It's almost like, but, uh, but I think my actions, you know, are, are more important most of the time. Um, but, yeah, I'm not dealing, well, I don't know if I'm dealing with it or just, I'm just pushing it aside. We're pushing it down, you know. 
Right, but and, that's maybe um, why, like, why I say you might be mildly depressed, not like totally depressed, but like a mild right. depression because the, how you're just like not really that horny anymore. And, you know, like it, all that stuff and that pushing down those things will weigh on you and all that stuff sh- shoved down w- can bring on like a mild sort of depression that you might not even yeah. know about because, you know, you've been dealing with this for so long that it's like you don't even know what being not depressed is like because it, it could yeah, happen yeah. so gradually for the past six years dealing, you know, that you don't even know that you're depressed. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And that happens yeah. a lot. And that might be why physically you don't feel as horny anymore. You know, that could be affecting your sex drive as well. I mean, that's like, like depression is like a number one reason is a number one killer of a of sex drive for sure. It definitely affects it. Yeah. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Like, when you sit around thinking of, like, what's the solution or what do you want to do? Like, what does it look like to you? Like, what what do you want to happen? That's a great question that I don't know the answer to anymore because um, what, what happens now is I – and, and this kind of goes along with that depression is you start finding the reasons why that's not going to work before, you know what I mean? You you think, okay, we could do this. Oh, well, that's not going to work because of this, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. So I don't know. And again, it's at that, we're at that phase of our relationship. When I was a kid, I, I couldn't imagine people who had been together for a quarter of a century had fought through things getting divorced at that point and not that I'm even close to thinking about divorce, but then when you find yourself in the thick of things, this at this point you go, Oh, now I get it. It's not necessarily about love. It's about not being able to cope with these things. And, and a lot of people just think if they get out and find somebody else, all these problems go away. That's not true. They get worse, you know, probably because now you're having to deal with, you know, divorce and, how that goes along with the kids and stuff like that. And I've gone off on a tangent. I can't remember. No, that's okay. You said, oh, what, how do I, what do I see? Yeah, the, what do you, what do you, solutions you being? not just the yeah, solutions, I don't, but I don't what know do you, anymore. it's not even the solutions. It's what, like, what do you want for yourself? Like, what is it that you want that you don't have? Is it a better sex life with your wife? Yeah, I, I would like, I would like for more connection uh, and more time for connecting that lately it's been tough. And I, I know these things come and go, I guess being in an extended period of it, sometimes you think, Oh my God, this will never end. It's never going to change. Of course things change. I just hope they change for the better. Um, so I would like, you know, that I would definitely like a better sex life, but I might have to re reframe in my mind what that really looks like. Right, but that's you where know? therapy could really help you with stuff like that because it sounds like, you know, you've just been so in the thick of things for so long, you almost don't even, it's like, it's hard to weed through even your feelings about what you want, what you yes. don't want, what your future looks like. It's, it sounds like you might never get back that relationship that you had with your wife. So, like, what does the new relationship look like to you? What? How are you guys going to, you know, make it work, you know? And right. I think you and need have, help with that because I think that that's what I you want, so. you know? I do. And I want to be, 
it's not like I'm looking to reinvent myself or anything, but you know, there was a, there was a time where, um, you know, before this all started where my wife was, was about to pick up a new hobby. And, um, and also she was, she was working and, and that was something kind of new. So I was, I was interested in this. It was a different side of her. It was, and, and then picking up, wanting to pick up this new thing was really cool. It was something new about her. And, uh, that was really cool. And like, there's nothing right now. There's nothing new about either one of us. So it's like, right. There needs to be a little bit of reinvigoration, something that says, uh, Oh, there, there's still a little mystery left, you know? Yeah. Well, what about you going to the fucking gym or going to a therapist or get, you know what I mean? Doing you, this is what I think. Like you say, like I'm hoping things get better, but like, if you don't do something different, yeah, you have to do something different. Like, I'm sorry, but your wife's medical things are just not going to magically go away tomorrow. Right. So let's pretend that those are here to stay. Right. So how do you do something within, how do you do something within that? I really do believe that if your wife started to feel better about herself, that could help her situation. Right. The only thing she could do and change right now that she has control over is like all these other things. Right. Maybe physically she can't control that. But if maybe she went to someone and started to talk about things and let go of all these sort of feelings she probably has because of like how her fucking badass cards that were dealt to her, you know, maybe that and could think, make her feel better about her, physically too. Yeah. And it's kind of, it can't come from me. Like that's useless to her. But if you like, start to, but, yeah, give, but you no, know? no, but listen, what it's happens come is, from that third party. No. Yeah. But what happens is that like, you know, let me ask you this. Have you ever brought up going to therapy? Would she be the type to say, okay, let's go. More so than me, probably. Like, okay, I then, always, then I've gotten to the point to, where I think, yeah, you know, haven't we thought of everything already? But I mean, we can't, it's again. I think that's just personal arrogance. No one's ever brought it know. up. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it. It's just that other, you know, in the in the past year, it's been too much to add to the plate. Because right, of, but look of, at right now. Right now, you've been able yeah. to carve out an hour to talk to me. This is therapy. What do you think you're doing calling into my fucking show? You need a place to okay, like vent fine. your shit. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like <laughs> the part of you that wanted to call in here is the part of you that it's like you could do this once a week with somebody. Do you understand? Like that's right. what this is. This is therapy for you. Just right. talking about it. And I'm not even like a fucking professional that's going to like, you know, I could give you some things, but just le- talking and every single person that calls into my show, especially the ones with problems, like say like how much they get out of it. You're going to get a lot out of this also when you listen to it back. Let me tell you um, as well. You're going to get even more out of it actually when you listen to yourself and your situation and what you're dealing with and how you're dealing with it from the third person. That's uh, that's going to blow your mind. Right. But besides that, like that's what is like having this conversation, how you're going to feel when you hang up, you're going to feel good because you just like dumped your a little bit of your shit out. Like that's what's so great about therapy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why did you want to call in? I don't know. Probably for you to kick me in the ass and tell me to just to right. But that's what it. therapy is, right? That's a, that's <laughs> that's good. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying that's good. But that's that's what they're. That's why you wanted to call in because you do wanna talk to somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you I, do. I do. I think we've gotten to that point where 
it's got to be a necessity or we're just going to, you know, just slowly die inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then what what happens when all this physically starts to, you know, manifest in you, you know, like, and, and so I just think you have to take care of yourself uh, more um, emotionally. Like I said, that's the only thing you guys could have control of right now. And I think that it would, uh, I think it would help. And I think you should, you know, tell her that she should get some therapy for herself as well, just to talk, because I think she's dealing with a lot. And I think she, she needs a place too. to to dump that even more than you do. I mean, you could do it separately as well, but like, you know, and that will help her for sure. I think she, she definitely knows that. And I think if I supported that and, and, and maybe took the first step yeah. for her or with, you know, with her before and said, Hey, you know, let's do this we're together gonna put on the calendar. You're going to, you're going to make the call today. Or we're going to make the call today. And, and you know we don't have anything to lose. We hate it. We can stop, but yeah. we've got to try. Let's it, try it. Yeah, know? she would yeah. love it. I'm telling you, the therapy is great. Like it really is. It's like one hour about you for like a, a once a week. You should definitely go once a week. You know, um, and like I said, you will feel better every single time. You just have to find the right person. And uh, yeah. I don't know if now, I, you know, nowadays maybe they do Skype things and stuff. Like, I don't even know if you have to go in, but it's not that much of a time commitment. Maybe trying to See, find the person. That would be super convenient. That would be convenient is not having to show up at an office but still be able to do a face-to-face. That would be great. Yeah, maybe they you know, have that now. Are, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I'm sure. But you don't have your you wife look into hour. it. Yeah, in a car, yeah. in the in a parking lot. Yeah, like in my else. lunch, you know, essentially my lunch break, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. a parking lot. I've talked to a lot of people in a parking lot. I was just like, I it's bet. so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, so you you might be able to find that. But even if not, you guys could get in a car. It will be a nice thing that you guys do together, something new, okay? And I think you'll enjoy it and you'll feel good because you'll walk in there maybe like not being not knowing what to expect, maybe not really being excited. And I promise you, you guys will walk out feeling like you'll have a little bit more energy than you've had in the past six years. There'll be something different. Something will have changed. You'll feel good. You'll want to like go get a cup of coffee together or do something. It'll just, it'll bring you guys closer in a different way. I feel like driving out of your fucking house where all these problems are having and getting in a car and going to an office will be good because when you get out, like I said, you'll feel better and maybe you'll get in your car and you'll go do something that you haven't done in a long fucking time because you'll feel to do it. Do you understand? Because you're going to feel happier. You're going to feel lighter. You're going to feel a little bit different. And it may create the opportunity, like I said, to do other things afterwards when you leave there together. So I say get out of your fucking house. Don't look for the person that's going to Skype with you. Okay. There's too much there. Get out. Go to an office. Sit someplace. Look at somebody in person and have that conversation and really like make it happen. But like ASAP, like I feel like giving you homework and you having to come back on the show and not have an hour long thing, but I, I like you have to say within two weeks time when your appointment <laughs> is. 
<laughs> you laugh, but yeah, I mean, why I, not? Giving, no, 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 no. Giving me a deadline is probably the yeah, way. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. Like, <laughs> Otherwise, I'll, I'll say, yeah, Kathy, I'm going to do that. Then, right, right. You know, two months will go by. <laughs> right, but I, I do believe, this is what I believe, on some subconscious level, right? Like, you got up the courage to call into here. You had the desire to do it. I think that, and you're looking, so it's like, I, I think now is the time, you know, and that really shows where you're at, that you're really looking for other answers you you can't deal with it on your own anymore and you know that you know so i think that you're ready yeah i didn't really think about that what do you mean i mean i didn't really even think about my decision to reach out to you being also like a catalyst a, a turning point saying you gotta do something it's not just yeah about, why would you be calling in why would you be calling in i don't know it's a, I always uh, yeah. say this to all my people, like, well, you know, that it, 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 it means something. There's some part of you that did that because it's like, it's not easy to do, you know, and for you, like you had to worry, like, is this not a typical conversation that she typically has, right? It's not all about sex, whatever, you know, I like you had some reservations, but you still didn't. You still wanted to. I think that that's a part of you, the subconscious part of you that's looking for some answers and is now open to sort of having conversations and looking because you really want things to change and that's where you have to be. And so I think that you're ready and I think you need to do it. And I think that you need to, uh, it, listen, like I said, it took me five times to write that, find the right person. It might take you two times. It may take you four mm. times. You might find it on the, the first person. You know, I never been to a couples therapy, but you know, I think that that's a whole different ball game. And I think, for some reason, there's less people that do it. So the chances of finding the right one is easier than the regular therapist that you could see solo. I don't know why that makes sense, well, but it makes sense. Even, <laughs> yeah, even when I think about couples therapy, I always, like the first thing that comes to your mind is it's a last ditch effort to save your marriage and it's adversarial and somebody's to blame. But as you and I are talking, I'm realizing, like, we're not going to go in with that mindset. And no, you know? listen, the smart I mean, couple, sure you, we both listen, have, this is not, yeah, we, no, listen, this is not 1984 where that that's the only type of couple that went into therapy. Nowadays, people go into therapy way before it's adversarial. A lot of people just do it the minute things start to be, like, there's some issues to deal with it, to get on top of it, so they don't wind up at that place down the line. So I don't agree. I yeah. think that a lot of people go into No, no, into no. I'm not saying yeah. that that's how it is. But that's I'm what you always thought, right? That's, that's your perception. Right. Yeah. And that's and not true. unconscious. Like, yeah. I don't even really, I didn't think about that's how I felt, but when I kind of break it down, like that's, that's what, that's what kind of, the feeling that comes to the surface. Right. You know? You're thinking me and my wife don't need it maybe, but like you really right. do. And you really do. I, you know, I grew up in the eighties, so maybe that's where that comes from. Yeah, totally. Right? Neither one of you has yeah. ever tried therapy and there's no way that neither one of you has ever fucking needed it. You know, it's not just for people that are messed up. It's like, it just could just help you sort of deal with the problems that you're having. It's just, it's like, it's someone to help you, you know, and you guys like, like you said, like you guys love each other. It's not like you guys are fighting about anything, but you guys have all these things inside your marriage that are putting major strains and making you guys feel yeah. lots of feelings about each other that are going back and forth and are just toxic to your relationship. Now, yeah, I you agree. Don't hate I think each we other. both feel no, but we both feel lonely and yeah. kind of suffering on our own. 
we have an awareness of what that other person's going through, but yeah, without, without a way to fix it. And then and without having help. those kind of, you know, yeah. You need help. You know. have a lot of shit that you guys have been dealing with. Somebody, a professional can right. come in and really sort of talk to you guys and weed through it and really help you guys figure out, you know, where you guys should be heading as far as like your new relationship, how to make it work, how to stay together, how to, you know, and then I, I do think that your wife would benefit from going to therapy on her own as well. And maybe you will like it so much. You'll do it on your own too. But I, you know, who knows, but I think she could use yeah. it as well. I, I think so. I think, you know, I'll commit to making this appointment next week. The thing that, you know, breaks my heart because sometimes she says, you know, if we met each other now, you know, whatever, you wouldn't even think about dating me and blah, blah, blah. And I think, I don't know whether that's true or not, but it breaks my heart that you feel that way, you know, that you feel that. But let me ask you this. But let me ask you this. If you met her now, would you date her? If I met her now, would I date her? Yeah. I don't know. I, I right, and that's you know what, what she's. I have a, right, but listen, she's she's well, not that the part of her that says that is like the realistic part of her. You know what I mean? Like I, she's like she's not fucking dumb. Like I mean, that's I like I hate to admit it. It's hard to admit that. I know, but she knows that on some level because that's just human nature. Like, uh, come on, like no one's. But I feel like I've, I've, yeah, I feel like I've failed her in some way. By saying I'm not, I'm not sure. I have a lot of close female friends that are 100% platonic. I wouldn't dream of making a move, and I think, yeah, maybe that's the kind of relationship we would have, you know. But I, I don't want to tell her because I know how much it hurts. Listen, her. I'm not saying to but tell she's her right. that, and she right. knows. You know what? You're right. She knows she's right. I'm the one that won't go. Yeah. Yeah, you because won't. Because it's it, just—it's hard for me to say that. Right. It's hard for you to admit that because it makes you feel bad. You're like I get. Makes I you totally feel like a get. Dick. Yeah, I totally get that. But I think if you could be honest about that, right, and put that out there, that's where you could start to work on changing that feeling in you. Do you know what I mean? To be something different. Yeah. But I think at this yeah. point, the way that it is, that's probably is how you feel but i think if you could change the situation between you guys and get a little help you might not feel that way anymore do you know what i'm saying like that could go away that's not forever but right now that probably is a part of the truth it's really hard to admit and certainly you know she knows because i just get quiet and my eyes go away and I, or I'll say, no, that's not true. And she's like, fuck, you, you know, bullshit. <laughs> you know? Of course. Right. But you're right. You're yeah. right. And I need yeah. to, yeah. You need to, like, so. let that out there, see how that feels. And then you could work from that because that could be changed. You could fall back in love with her. It's not that you're not in love because you're in love with her, but right. you could get that back. You could right. get that I want to fucking date this woman again feeling somehow, but you need help from somebody who really knows how to deal with couples and how to make those relationships, you know, become, like, refresh those yeah. relationships. I don't know how to fucking do that. It's, I can't even have a relationship. It's crucial. Yeah. I mean, it's crucial for, if you're going to stay together for that second leg of your life, I mean, it's crucial. 
Yeah, and you but you, know? you can't do it this way. Neither one I of you are happy. Neither one of you are yeah. happy. Like you you get that you only live once and like, you know, fucking carpe diem it now because there you don't yeah. have much longer, right? But and I do think that you can I mean you guys are in a bad place, but you have like the foundation like that's worth it to like that you could rebuild you know there's a lot of people that divorce is the right thing and in this type of juncture like it could have and those people are happier maybe separate you know but like I think you guys need to try to make it work but I think what you have to do is let go of like how it used to be and and figure out how to create a new relationship with each other you know and I do think if your wife gets help she could become a little bit more of the person that you would want to date. You know what I mean? Maybe. Um, I don't think that her depression and all her stuff is helping at all. Um, And so I think like, I'm telling you, unfortunately it sounds so lame, but it's really true. Like you guys need that therapy and it will really help. Like you guys, like, you know, it's, you guys can work through this. You've worked through so much. You've been able to stay together through all of this. Like that's uh you know, a testament to how strong your relationship is. And, but if you don't get on it now, you might stay together forever, but you're just going to be miserable. Right. And who wants that? I, no. I, I don't. And I don't oh, want her to be I miserable. I have old miserable parents who like are so <laughs> mean to each other because they just been trapped for so long. Like I just like, Oh, it's like you just don't even want to be around it. It's like you see those old couples like, you know, and that's when you're not hiding your shit. You're still like able to be like nice. Like when you're like 80, oh, you guys will just be so mean to each other if you've stayed together. This is not changing. Like, but you're not of that generation. You know, that's a different generation. Our generation could go to fucking therapy. Like we know, like it exists. It's a good thing. Like, you know, you we know to work on ourselves and we don't sweep everything under the the rug, you know, and you got to get on that bandwagon you got to get with it and get some help and start dealing with things and it could really help so this is your homework right we're wrapping this up yeah this is your homework i give you two weeks two weeks to go last time you gave me two weeks though you forgot about me what when was that oh when when we made the appointment to have the call i know two weeks. i won't forget about this after we spoke for an hour it's different when you email me and i get 50 fucking emails a day from people no don't I, know, worry. I, know, I forgot I know. about his i forgot about his uh, podcast being taped today sorry but this is you mean i'm not special no God. no but once i talk to somebody i have a very good memory it's a very different story right so I will remember right, right, everything. Right. I will remember two weeks ago. I genuinely, I literally do this show because I actually really do like to help people. And I love when people better themselves and I love change in people and I love people like like changing things up and doing the right thing. Like I love all this. I, I will be so happy to have get the email from you that you have made an appointment because I feel like that would change is going to change your life and will be really good and nothing would make me happier. Like it's, it's like I said, it's truly why I do my show. So I will not I will email you. I will, I will email you the moment I make the appointment. Yeah. And then just yeah. so you know, what comes after that is like, you have to go to the fucking appointment and you have to call in right? and we need to discuss, we will do a quick thing. It won't be a, a full episode, but I'll, I'll put it in at the end. You will tell me, how it went 
It'll be interesting, right? Because right? maybe it wasn't the right yeah. person. We'll discuss that through and we'll talk it through. And then you go to them. But like, uh, that's what I want. I want to report back after you actually go to the therapy. So those are the two things you have to do. Email okay. me when you make the appointment. And then <clears throat> we're yep. going to have you call in and tell me how that first, ther- first ever, that's a big thing, first ever at your age therapy that you're going to how uh, how it made you feel and, and how it went down. I think that that's really interesting and it will really help other people too who are in the same boat. Because I think there's a lot of people our age, because we were at a weird age where a lot of people weren't still into therapy, was still a little bit like stigmatized, you know. Um, I think younger yeah. people aren't that way, but for us it was. So, you know, there's a lot of people I think that are our age that still have never tried it, but you're never, it's never too late. I give anyone props. I've had a couple friends that started therapy in like their 50s. I think that's when Howard Stern, he's one of the biggest people who always talks about it. It's something that he did yeah. way later and he's just like always therapy, 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 because he knows. So, so it's never too late, and I think I, I give you credit for going because you're going to go, and we want to hear about it. So good luck. All right. You get back we'll to do me. it. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Thanks for Kathy. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly? And be on the show. Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.